Hello, this is Will from Creeper. You're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross, junior editor of the magazine. Joining me as always and forever, Tamsin Wills. Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, good, good week. It's been a crazy week. We've had, we had our bank holiday weekend, didn't we? And I think everyone's just gone a bit mad and <laughs> I don't know what day it is, what I'm doing, where I'm going or anything really. So it's going well. Chaos. Yeah, that is my life in general, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> And uh, Mr. Jack Rogers, how Hello, are you? Hello, Will. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, just another week existing. I'm really excited for the week where Will asks you how you are and you go, I am bloody brilliant and we'll get excited <laughs> yeah. about how happy you are. I'm waiting for that as well, well yeah. Like, I, I thought you were going to say you can't wait for the one where I just go, actually guys, I'm feeling a bit <laughs> I'm blue. having a bit of a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I felt as though the right platform would be on a podcast which is going around across the world. Oh, but, wow. But no, luckily I'm just all right this week. No, so. no chaos, lights, arms in? No, just chilled out, yeah. I'm Lovely. Just, it's, been, it's been a quiet one, so plenty of... Um, not a lot of nonsense going on, so... Awesome. Makes a change. Can't mess with that. Uh, cool, so last week, thank you so much for uh, subscribing, getting involved, messaging us, letting us know what you think. We absolutely love it, so please keep doing that. Um, last week, we had the amazing Miss Lynn Gunn uh, from Paris. Uh, it was on album release day that went out um, for All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. Uh, so it's really, really cool to talk to Lynn all about that album um, a few days ahead of its release and how she was feeling and kind of looking back on the whole kind of crazy process of putting the album together. Um, we also had uh, Mr. Britton Bond from Wage War, uh, bringing a bit of mosh, heavier vibes to the podcast, uh, talking about the kind of heavier music coming back into the mainstream a bit more, into the spotlight and what's going on, which is really cool to see. And of course, working with uh, Mr. Jeremy McKinnon from uh, Data Remember too. so check that out. And we had uh, a new feature, new band Spotlight. Uh, obviously, we mention them every week, but Stand Atlantic, uh, trio from Sydney, Australia, our favourite new band collectively. Um, they're currently lead breakout in the magazine. Uh, we had Bonnie Fraser, front woman, uh, um, on the podcast to kind of introduce uh, her band to you guys uh, and um, yeah just we hope you're loving them and I think I've really noticed actually that we've uh, we put a tweet earlier this week about new bands you've been listening to Stand Atlantic man so many replies so uh Everybody's and Bonnie said she wants to hang out with me, so I'm just really happy. She did, <laughs> yeah, she did like straight exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were very, very happy. So yeah, hopefully that'll happen. Um, Mission accomplished. <laughs> so yeah, so go back, check that out. Uh, let us know what you think. But this week, um, we have got another bumper episode. Yet another one. Um, we have got Chrissy Costanza from Against the Current. Um, we caught up with Chrissy, talk everything album two. When the band were over for their uh, UK shows last week, uh, she revealed absolutely everything. Uh, when you're going to be hearing music, what it's sounding like, influences, being influenced by Oasis, being influenced by Lord, all sorts of stuff. So that's coming up in a bit. And we also spoke to John O'Callaghan from the main, absolute legend. Um, talk all things Lovely Little Lonely, one of the standout albums of this year. Uh, being their own agents and um, just yeah, just 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 uh, kind of well, in his words, you'll hear what he says, but something really brilliant about what he thinks is band bodies so uh yeah really cool so to kick off tamsin i've got the news you do i do um kicking things off with two bands we've spoken about quite a bit on the podcast recently who have been absolutely smashing it out the park with their album releases brand new and neck deep both top 10 with top five albums brand new are at number one and neck deep are at number two in the u.s chats and US chats, US <laughs> charts, and uh, Neck Deeper at number four in the UK charts, with which is absolutely insane. Insane. I think I think you uh, like just looking at UK rock bands this year. Pretty much all of them have got top ten records, and I think that just shows how amazing the music scene is at yep. the moment. So um, shout out Neck Deep for making a banger of a record, and brand new for just dropping one out of thin air like <laughs> they do. And going um, to number one, crazy. And going to number one. Not many, <laughs> not many bands can do that. Um, and also, there are so many tours being announced. Like, you might want to get your diaries out because there's a lot to put in. Uh, first up, 1OK Rock are coming back to the UK and Europe for a tour at the end of the year. 
All Time Low are doing three So Wrong It's Right shows in the US and I'm going to cry because I can't go to any of them. But to make that easier, Paramore have announced a European arena tour because even though they were here a few months ago, they've decided to come back again and I can't wait. Um, Architects, probably one of the biggest, best UK metal bands right now, have announced their biggest ever headline show at Alexander Palace in London. And they're bringing While She Sleeps and Counterparts along for the ride as well, which is just going to be ridiculous. And Against Current and Milk Teeth are supporting Good Charlotte in November and December in the UK. So make sure you get down to those shows because those supports are going to be banging. Awesome. So excited for that. Yeah. Oh, man. Architects. And then, oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But I so- want to go just to see your reaction. <laughs> I mean, well. I kind of have um, a history with Alexander Palace because every show that I'm at, I usually get into some sort of nonsense. Like, bring me there. <laughs> uh, Endishkari, uh, brand new. And I'm really looking forward to adding architects to that because I think the term is walking on heads. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm very, I'm I'm probably going to try and walk on heads from the back of that room. Oh, I'm going to stay away from you then. Yeah. For the, oh, yeah. The entire night. I mean, I'll, I'll be at the craft beer tent. Oh. And have, having um. It's all I'm, planned out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like he's still got months to go yet, but he's planning <laughs> his, his iti- evening iti- hour by hour. The metalcore itinerary is <laughs> <in>. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, so the GC tour in November and December, absolutely insane supports lined up uh, for that. Announced last week. So yeah, that leads us straight into interview one this week uh, against the current. So they're going to be main support to GC. We caught up with Chrissy, as I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, to talk all things album two, and she was not shy with the secrets. Like she opened up about everything we wanted to know everything you guys out there want to know when you're going to be hearing music what it's going to be sounding like her recent tweets about the in our bone cycle that we spoke about in the podcast a few weeks ago uh, and going into this new era of atc so uh yeah without further ado chrissy costanza here we go chrissy thank you so much for joining us on the rock sound podcast yes absolutely <laughs> excited to be here let's uh let's kick off with Recently, you were you were tweeting about uh, coming out of the In Our Bones yeah. cycle and moving into the new era. You've been yeah. writing heavily over the summer. Um, you said in that 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 era kind of uh, it kind of knocked you six a little bit, yeah. and um, you know it kind of took its toll. Uh, right. Takes inside that, like, what was that the kind of instant success of the album and that sort of thing? It was. It wasn't the success necessarily. It's just I guess I didn't realize how draining every aspect of a record can be from writing it as well i mean i'm a little bit more prepared but we're on a second record right now in the middle of writing it and it's just it's so draining and we really ran the gauntlet with our first record we were writing every single day we were writing with different people every day and so every day it was like okay tell me who you are and what do you feel right now so it was just like completely opening yourself up every single day to someone and I guess I didn't really realize how that can really take a toll on your emotions there was one day that I just I could not get out of bed and go into the studio I was like I can't be anything today I just have to sleep like I can't explain anything Um, because it's not enough to just say oh I've been feeling you know quite low lately you have to really go into like those details so you can get the lyrics so it's just like I don't know it's like going to like a psych evaluation every single day <laughs> and I mean there are times where you're sitting with a complete stranger and you're like telling them like your deepest darkest secrets that you don't even tell you like your best friends yeah so it's quite exhausting and then you're reliving those every single day on tour when you're playing the shows and then you have kids asking you about them and then you have to tell them about it and it's like obviously I love sharing it because I hope it's therapeutic for other people when we're talking about like the heavier lyrics but it's also exhausting because it's just like oh i don't want to tell you about how i'm upset right now like can't we just have a good time today yeah 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 for sure so so a lot of that came from uh putting yourself out there lyrically then yeah for sure um and just like needing to be accessible at all times and needing everyone needed to know everything about you and it's like there's some times where i'm just like there's nothing interesting here. Just <laughs> I just want to go to bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were saying as well that you know um, you want on in our bones. You want everything to be perfect, um, yeah. and that kind of there was kind of a reaction to that in the in the song Demons. Um, right. Was that kind of um, was that because uh, by that did you mean that you kind of uh, it kind of almost came through completely like you had no control over it almost it just kind of came out of you. Yeah, I mean my biggest I've I've had a lot of experience trying to like figure out what it is that kind of like makes me tick and what it is that like gets me down. And what I've come to actually just in the last few months, and I don't even think I realized this on Inner Bones, is 
what degree of a perfectionist I am to the point where it's like soul crushing at times. Like I can't deal with failure. I often give up on things before I let myself fail at them. Um, so I think especially coming out of like the gravity era where we had so much success off just an EP, there was so much pressure for In Our Bones to be great that I just couldn't stand to think that any slight thing like wouldn't be perfect. I can't listen to the album right now because I'm like, I can hear all of the things I would have done differently and I can't listen to those things because it just like crushes me and like puts me into like a corner. Wow. So it was it, it was really intense then, some of the things you were writing about. Yeah, absolutely. And I never realized where those things came from, I guess. I was just like, oh, I'm an artist. I must be crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, we're all kind of crazy here. I was like, I don't know why we are, but we're all just a little like fucking psycho at times. But then I realized that that's what it was. It was just like this like incessant desire for every single thing to have to go right. Everything has to be perfect and if it's not it's not good enough and why bother giving that to people like don't I don't know I just like I couldn't stand the idea of doing something that wasn't good enough and then I would feel like I was letting myself down and I was letting like the fans down and I you know I dropped out of college and I left home and I did all these things and it's like all of that is like right there behind me and it's like I can't let all of this down by not doing the most perfect thing I could possibly do. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, as well, you mentioned the kind of the more sort of light fun tracks as well. Yeah. And, they, and they are all over in our bones as well. Right, you know, absolutely. like, is that something that you kind of, uh, you, you wanted to make sure was, you know, in the Against the Current Sound and on that album yeah. in, a, in a big way? Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I get, you know, how I get, but I've also been having an absolute blast for the entire span of the Against the Current life line or whatever it is. Um, I've, you know, I get to do what I love. Like, I get to sing every single day. I get to write my own songs um, and sing about the things that I want to sing about. And I want those things to be fun, too. I want them to make people feel good. I don't want everyone just to be crying all the time. <laughs> so we try to kind of combat the heavier songs with more positive songs. So Cool. And going into the new album, then, um, obviously, the writing you've got down, like, is that going to be, are we still going to see both of those sides then? Or is there, yeah. and is there maybe going to be a bit more of a, a light shone on the on the more vulnerable sides of the band? There's absolutely going to be both. I think my biggest aim on this album was to, there are some tracks that are very fun. Um, we haven't put the track listing together. We're still writing. But as from what I can tell, there are some tracks that are very just straight up fun. Uh, there's one that I think like we're all kind of already leaning towards as a single that's just like super fun. But I think... The most important thing for me in this record has been like complexity. Mm. Like I don't want a song to just be sad or happy and this is just a breakup song. One of the things I admire about the artist Lord is that all of her songs are kind of like they're bittersweet or they're melancholy, they're happy and sad, they're tragic yet hopeful. Like they have all of these kind of twists to them. Like that song Perfect Places sounds like exciting and like enthralling and whimsical, but the lyrics are actually pretty sad. And like that's kind of the thing that I wanted to try and capture more on this record because I think that's how I feel more often every day. I don't just feel good or bad. It's like, I'm having a great day, but there's these underlying things, or I'm having a bad day, but I have like this hopefulness. So I wanted to try and put that more into our songs. Awesome, so so they say about Perfect Places, or maybe a song like Green Light as well. Yeah, but, um, like absolutely. That, that song goes to so many different places. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're aiming to do with some of these tracks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the songs that has been a favorite sounds kind of happy, like the chorus is like, you know, you can like kind of bop to it. Um, but it's about something that's very heavy. Mm. So, and I don't think you get that right away when you listen to it. You're not thinking how heavy it is, but I think it's something that you feel in the back of your head and you don't know why it's there until you really like dig into the lyrics of the rec of the song, not record. Um, so that's kind of, I don't know. I really like that because I think it's, it's more human that way. Cause I think that's how we are as people in general. We're, we're never black and white. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, like, as well, writing about these very complex emotional things, it sounds like, you know, you're doing that more and more. I mean, did you feel, um, especially with the band, you know, becoming so so popular and so successful, like, did you feel, um, and especially over this cycle, have you felt a responsibility, you know, because um, you've got a lot of people looking up to you, a lot of fans looking up to you. Is that is that something that takes its toll, has taken its toll? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a really diverse fan base. So as much as we have people that are our age or older, we also have a lot of younger kids. So there's always that balance on like being appropriate, I guess is the word that sounds really like stupid and nah, hey, corny, yeah, yeah. but um, I don't know, the, like the way I was raised and everything, it's like, I don't ever wanna do stuff just for me. Obviously I'm an artist and I have to express myself and I have to be true to myself, but all of these people are part of a band. I feel like a band isn't just what it is in and of itself. I feel like it's a collective experience of everyone else 
um, especially you know when we're on our second record, all the experiences we've had up to this point are part of the record now. So I want to really take into account those experiences and the people that have been experiencing it with us. For sure, and, and I mean, I guess then taking all that into account um, with the new album, will it, is this ba- is this going to be a, a more I guess, a more open, more confident, more complex against the current that we're going to be hearing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's not going to come out of left field and be like, okay, like they were a <laughs> pop band or a rock band and now they're a metal band. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be like, who is this band? I think it's just truly a representation of us growing up the way In Our Bones was from Gravity and Gravity was from Infinity. Um, I think this is the biggest change between uh, records or EPs that we've had so far. I think it's going to, we definitely experimented a lot more with this. Um, it's still digestible. It's not going to be like totally weird. You're not going to be like, well, how do I listen to this? It's not like <laughs> shocking like the new Fall Out Boy, which <laughs> I find I think is an awesome track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not going to like knock you off your feet in that kind of way. It's just going to be way more probably like intelligently written is the best way to say it. Because once again, we've grown up so much. You know, we wrote in our bones over a year so it was like two and three years ago that we were writing it and some of those lyrics came from even before that so we're very different people now and I think also touring and being in a band and being in that position of responsibility ages you a lot quicker Mm. and you see things a lot faster and you kind of have to figure yourself out a lot faster because you're kind of forced to you can't just put it in the back of your head so I think that'll come through a lot as well. Awesome. And for people at home listening who are really excited about the new music, I mean, if we look at the songs on In Our Bones, um, what's, what would you say is the, the one song that's kind of the natural bridge between what you're writing now and what was on the album? I think the natural bridge would probably be Wasteland. Um, okay. Not that the record, the new record, is shaping up to sound as, like Wasteland's quite dark pop, but I think Wasteland was a very different style than anything else that we had ever done. Um, I think it incorporated a lot of other more subtle elements. So I don't want people to think like, oh, it's gonna sound like Wasteland. Like there's gonna be a new record that sounds like Wasteland. It's, it's way more in the subtleties of that song. We got way outside of our comfort zone and went down every path that we could, no matter how weird it was, because we can always take it back and make it more against the current. But if we're just constantly like trying to stay in this like little world, we're never gonna like get out there. Yeah, for sure. And like taking that idea then uh, with Wasteland at the time being, you know, a bit bit of a departure for you guys um, in terms of potential curveballs and that sort of thing. um, Can we expect, obviously, I don't want to sort of pressure too much, but like, can we expect sort of, you know, maybe a couple of further departures for Against the Current? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say because no matter how excited we get about a song, there's no guarantee that it's going on the record. Like we're not here, like we're not at that point yet where we're putting songs on the record officially um hopefully soon in like the next month or two we will be but it's hard to say there is one song that sounds just like phoenix so that's very different than us i don't know if it's actually going to end up on album two or not but i hope it does because i think it's a really cool song but it's definitely totally different than anything i say fucking it i've never (laughs) said fucking a song amazing i know it's not well i'm getting rowdy over here (laughs) who is she is it it a rowdy song or is it is it kind of how how do you very phoenixy it's like very phoenixy um it's like i don't know it's kind of um like an ironic song it's a little bit I don't really know how to explain it. It's one of those things where, which is what I really wanted, like I said with the record, is it's a little bit more complex. It's Mm. not like happy, sad, black, white. It's very much like a mixture of things, a little sarcastic. Cool. So, but not angsty. Because that was the thing is I never really knew how to be sarcastic without being angsty. Awesome. And in terms of new music then, so um, you're putting tracks together at the moment. Um, What's the timeline? Like, is, is it gonna be a 2018 release for the album? really early 2018 oh wow so really early if everything goes to i shouldn't even say this because you know when has any against the current release ever been on time ever um i don't think there ever has been i don't think we've ever done anything on time we're late people but hopefully very early 2018 cool so we might even be hearing new music what potentially this year potentially yeah i mean the hope is that we can get a song or two out by the end of the year but just that just really depends on where we are with the record and you know we want to do it right like i said still perfectionist even though now that i'm aware of it i'm still uh, a little little crazy on myself so we want to make sure that we don't just push something out for the sake of pushing it out we want to have it absolutely right cool. which is something i really admired with like paris pushing their record back is because lynn said she wanted everything to be the right way and that was something that absolutely spoke to me because i was like girl i feel you cool very very cool so uh just to finish up then um so hearing new music potentially end of the year 
album yep. starter next year. Uh, is there anyone else that you've been really digging recently that might have an effect on ATC? Might have an effect. Yeah, see, the thing is, usually we listen to, like, so much music that doesn't have any effect on us. <laughs> or maybe right. it does more subliminally. But, like, if we told, if we said it, then you'd be like, what? Like, I listen to Bon Jovi like it's nobody's business. <laughs> but I don't think that comes out in our music, necessarily. At least, maybe I hope not. Or maybe I hope it does. <laughs> There's nothing you know, wrong I with Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi. yeah. <laughs> um, I've loved... Um, Dan and I have listened to a lot of Oasis recently, which, you know, big British, you know, For sure. rock group. Um, and we watched like the documentary and where he watched it and then was like, you have to watch this. And further, like more, more modern than that, like Catfish and the Bottleman. And I've been loving that kind of really like organic rock back rock band sound because we've kind of drifted away from that obviously and we're quite a bit more pop but I think those roots and influences are really important because their songs are so simple yet they're the most powerful songs ever you know like no one will ever not know the words to Wonderwall <laughs> and Liam probably sang it in one take Oh yeah. Two takes. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like one of those things. It's like so when you're sitting in a vocal booth and you're like taking take after take after take cuz every single word has to be, you know, perfect or when you're think overthinking every single lyric, I you know, I read a thing where Noel was like, I just wrote this line because it rhymed. He's like it means nothing. And I and it's like one I think that's in Champagne Supernova. Yeah. And it's so it like the Cannonball line. He's like, yeah, it means nothing. So I like it's so good to keep that perspective in mind too because like I said with the like the whole perfectionism it's just I'll overthink uh the if and but you know and for people like them they'll just write it because it sounds good it feels good and it evokes that feeling and those are the biggest songs of all time so you know maybe that's a good note for me to take sometimes for sure and and also so um with with you listening to bands like oasis will there be that, that rock root those rock roots and that rock element will still remain yeah i hope so i mean i think you might not hear it as a rock set like rock song you might not think like oh this is a rock song but i think the influences of rock music are so important to maintain i think some of the best pop acts are always the ones that come from bands you know there are so many people that have come from bands like even if you look at like Jack Antonoff and things like that it's just like and then you hear the music they create and it's not necessarily rock music but it's so good like yeah. and there's so much more to it than just you know not that, that pop music doesn't have anything to it but you can kind of tell the difference there's like the substance to it because of that upbringing that they can do because they just understand it Awesome. So that was my chat with Chrissy from Against the Current. So, so good. I, I love it that she was just so open, so excited about what that band are doing right now. And the fact she was just like, yeah, you know, we just want to get this out. We just want this album to come out, you know, right at the start of 2018. We want you to hear songs before the end of the year. So, so exciting. Tamsin, what are you saying? I mean, I think we, we're definitely seeing a, a new Chrissy Cassandra at the moment. She's very much um, a woman coming into her own and dealing with a lot of her own personal demons. Like, you know, she was very open about saying she's a soul-crushing perfectionist, as she put it, um, and is very scared of failure, which I think as an artist, anyone would be. Um, but she's, I think she's kind of owning it. She's she's kind of accepting who she is and working out where she wants to go with a band, what she wants to write about. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to hearing that new music because she said Wasteland was, is like the biggest bridge between the two. And that is my favorite it's song. It's such a banger, that on song. On In Our Bones. Yeah. Um, so if the new album is going to sound anything similar to Wasteland, I am totally stoked for it. I'm so sold. Like, I mean, I think this could be a pop rock monster on our hands. Jack? I mean... Only recently, really, I've become obsessed with Against Current. Um, it's taken me a bit longer than everyone else to really jump on board. But after seeing them perform last week at Boardline and, like, the precision that they have with their music and, like, just the passion which exudes from it, to hear her talk so, like, with such vulnerability when they're such a confident band going forward is really interesting. And I found her saying, like with this album like working with different people and having to open herself up like on different days like about the same things and exude all of this baggage to make people understand like to be still like smashing it as they are and do that on the daily like it takes some guts to be able to like exist like that as as an artist i think it's just gonna reap so many benefits when this album comes out and when it's recorded and as well, I think it kind of works in the same way as the Paramore album this year as that the songs may be, like she used the term happy but heavy, 
which I think is a great way of summing up like what music should be, and especially music of this ilk. And I think if she's because they opened them up on in our bones, but if she's going even further, like I, th- I think you're right, we could have an absolute monster on here. Yeah, totally for sure. I mean, last week's show was absolutely brilliant. As you say, it was just done with such precision. Every song just kind of smashed through like it's already a set of bangers, and they've like they've literally got an album and what two EPs. So absolutely crazy. Um, just one final thing as well. I love it. One of my favorite things that bands say is like when um, they've got influences from completely disparate places. So to have name dropped Lord and then to have name dropped Oasis in the same chat going into this album. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting the Oasis drop. No, yeah, it's like. like like the influences were coming out and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, did she actually just say Oasis? I'm, I'm very excited to set up a flare at their next, um, <laughs> at their next show if there's going to be Oasis or Chrissy walking out. Chrissy with, coming out in a, in a park. Oh, mate, how good would that be? Oh, Chrissy, make it happen. I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, like that really, really bodes so well for this album. I think it could be a really, as well as a kind of, you know, a, a pop rock monster of an album, it could be really, really unusual and unpredictable as well. So, so, exciting so more on that as it comes awesome jack hello um we're gonna do some readers questions oh yes listeners questions uh we're gonna begin on uh twitter with we all go mad who asked us what's the weirdest music video we've ever seen and my choice is left behind by slipknot because it's one of those videos where when i think back on it now just the whole atmosphere of it and it was this little kid, like in a house on his own, eating disgusting Cheerios, like made like, and it's all muddy and murky. And then the the Iowa masks are the scariest Slipknot mask by far. Big time. Just like just like, like you saying those sentences, like I can picture every single bit of it. Yeah. That video yeah. in my head straight like, away. It's, I remember I remember thinking that Slipknot were like before I became the person I am today. I used to think they were terrifying, and that video just like the app like just the way that they made it and just the heaviness of that song and just like this, this poor little kids like living on his own and eating all eat, he wants is eat, he just wants fresh, cheerios he just wants some fresh cheerios he wants but, some fresh milk to go with yeah. his cheerios and, and slipknot won't let him have them oh man it's a great show and um cory's mask apparently got blown off on set by the wind machine like constantly when they were making it well, well it's i mean it is made out of human skin so <laughs> like Allegedly. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going with um, Your So Last Summer by Take About Sunday. Um, in the sense that it's a fairly normal video of them just performing, I think, New York. Um, but then Flavor Flav from Public Enemy just pops up and is literally, sing- um, literally singing Adam Lazara's bits. Um, and then they're kind of dual vocal in. It's, it's so bizarre and remains bizarre, like, all these years on. Yeah, just um, it's just one of those things that just, it just, it's almost like it shouldn't make sense. But then you see it and you see Flavor Flav up there with Adam and Take About Sunday. And it's just like, this is so cool, you know? So, yeah, it's my shout. Um, I'm going to go with Bring Me The Horizons, Follow You. Uh, just because I think the first time I saw it, I was just sat there going, what the bloody hell is going on? Um, well, everything. I, yeah, yeah, literally yeah. everything. And then there's just this guy that's just casually walking through the streets where literally like things are blowing up, dogs are having their heads blown off and various gross things. Um, I don't really like watching it anymore. But yeah, I'm going yeah, to go with that. That's weird. Love makes you do funny things. <laughs> um, Isla Forest Birds on Instagram asks us, what's our opinion on Panic at the Disco's evolution over the years? And I think quite simply they went from defining a whole era to defining another era with their next album to completely making pop their own with their third album. And then now that Brendan's on his own, he's like indestructible. And I think just watching that progression and how he's molded like his own tastes and like styles and yet stayed relevant is just like incredible. And no one else can do it like Brendan. Yeah, totally same. I mean, just super impressive. Like, I mean, I was I was huge on Earth if you can't sweat out. I think it came out when I was thirteen. Massive, massive on it. And then for for Brendan to have kind of for the band to have been kind of dismantled, and then for Brendan to have put it all back together and to become bigger and even more relevant now, is just absolutely insane. I mean, when does that happen? You know, so just 
Big up Brendan Urie, man. Crazy. Yeah, agreed. I mean, A Few of You Can't Sweat Out was like my album. I remember when it first came out and I listened to it for five hours straight on the way back from family holiday. And even now I can listen to it nearly every day and I will never get bored of it. Um, and then, yeah, that like, as you said, they kind of like, they dismantled a bit and that, like they, they produced some really good records and some really good songs, but kind of just no one... I feel like no one really cared about them because they knew that things were going on with the band and who was in it and who wasn't in it and everything else. Um, and then, yeah, for, for Brendan to kind of pull it all out the bag and then smash it out with the last album as well. And it, things are only going to get bigger and better from that. Like, the, the shows he's now doing, like, with the whole kind of Gatsby theme as well. Like, he's a true performer um, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, and big up Mr. Dallin Weeks as well. Of course. I just want to go drinking with Brendan Urie. <laughs> I would love to sit in a jazz bar just drinking some whiskey with Brendan Urie. Oh, it nice. would end very badly for me and I would highly <laughs> embarrass myself, but that's like my dream date. I mean, just as a quick one here, the, the video of Brendan Urie telling the history of Fallout Boy while drunk. Oh, it's yeah. The single greatest oh, video yeah. that's ever been created. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, Please One of my favourite gifts. I love that picture that. of him we've got as well of him drink. I think it's vodka that he's drinking when he's oh. come off stage. In oh, like he's got the Patron. The yeah, it's Patron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be something fancy. What? Yeah, Brendan Yori, you legend. <laughs> um, and just to finish, uh, Hannah Widcon has asked us what our favourite Blink One Eight Two album is. Mine is "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Take off your pants and jacket. Self-titled. Yeah, we've done it again. Yeah, like, we should probably. I feel I feel like I'm kind of like the odd one out yeah. in this gang. You know when like there's always one that just doesn't quite fit in. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> You're oh, both wrong. Yeah, all good shouts to be fair. Uh, be be diplomatic. Um, <laughs> cool. So the magazine next week bundles are still on sale. The ultimate bundle is sold out, but you can go to shop.rocksound.tv and still pick up the Panic or the Peace bundle or the standalone magazine. Both include a bottle opener, key ring, a pin badge, and a custom-shaped vinyl sticker of the band's very cool new logo. Uh, if you go for the Peace bundle, though, you get an exclusive drawstring rucksack uh, designed by bass player Phil Thorpe Evans, which is really, really sick. And if you go for the Panic bundle, you can get a hand-signed poster print by the whole band, Super 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 cool like the ultimate bundles these will sell out so you've got just about two weeks left so go and snap them up you know you want to uh the mag is absolutely awesome this month obviously neck deep on the cover with uh, an incredible story about how a new album of course at number two in the u.s charts the peace and the panic came together um, really tumultuous, uh, difficult time for the band that's, to say, kind of given birth to this amazing album. Really interesting read. Um, we've also got all manner of things. We've got MGK, uh, Machine Gun Kelly kind of entering our world a bit, uh, feeling godlike. Um, Jack did that interview. Uh, very good read. <laughs> Literally my favourite chat of the year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Amazing. Like- M- MGK got on board. Amazing. So check that out. We've got the return of Tay Jardine, insane. He's obviously been on the podcast a lot in the past few weeks. Really awesome. We've got Tacker from One Okay Rocks My Tunes, which ranged from Vanessa Carlton, banger, Hayley Steinfeld, banger, uh, through to kind of Mosh and that sort of thing. Uh, I did a chat with Straight From The Path, uh, putting the world to rights, uh, talking about uh, wanting to prod the hornet's nest and accidentally booting it. Really, really good stuff. Uh, while She Sleeps fan questions, talking about breakfast cereals to where the name comes from. Uh, got Use shenanigans, which uh, also mentions uh, Tamsin as well. Yep. <laughs> Stand Atlantic and Dale's uh, exclusively breakout. Got the exclusive review of Stephen Siren's new album, Hughes Talking Point and Gossip. Would you rather with Jaden from Withcon uh, and a really moving tribute to Linkin Park's Chester Bennington? So it's all there now. Shop.rocksound.tv. Go and snap it up. Let us know what your favourite things are. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So interview two. John O'Callaghan from The Main. Uh, yeah, really great chat. Love Little Lonely is one of the standout albums of this year. Uh, so many bangers on it. I think it's The Main's best album to date as well. Uh, they're coming over to the UK next month. Can't wait to check them out. So I, I chatted to John about kind of how they came into this new journey for the band. And um, it kind of opened up into this chat about not necessarily being a straight up rock band and doing uh, kind of interesting, fearless things with your music, which is becoming quite a running theme on this podcast, which I really like. All the way to things like their covers EPs, which uh, I absolutely love more and those later so uh yeah here we go john from the main thank you so much for coming on the uh, roxanne podcast really appreciate the time 
Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Man, absolute pleasure. Love a little lonely's been with us for a good few months now. Um, how does it feel, kind of bringing those songs into the set and kind of listening back to the album now? It's it's been out there for the public for you know a good while. Yeah, it's interesting the way that you know you you sit with something for so long and um you know i i wrote the songs so long ago that that i've kind of been around them for for ages now um and they're no longer mine you know once you put a record out or or release a a poem or, or anything out into the kind of the ether i think that it, it becomes uh, something for someone else um so it's it's been great to see and hear how, how people feel um, about the new stuff because it, it you know in a in a landscape where people only put out singles or listen to singles as a fan um, you know it, it, we put a lot into making a record and I think that we will never shy away from that um, because there's something to be said about that experience and um, we remembered back to records that we really dug growing up and even continue to, to discover along you know our 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 lives um we realized how important it is for us to to sit down put a record on and and really experience it from start to finish so um it's been cool to to hear people uh say that they they actually listen to the whole thing it goes into so many different moods you know like it moves there's a song like bad behavior uh and then you know later on there's a song like i only want to talk to you and it's it's a very mercurial kind of um wide-ranging album in that respect i mean is that reflective of of the writing and recording process for it then yeah i think it's all also indicative of of um, not only who I am, but but who we are as as five individuals. I think um, you know our our inspiration and, and our influence comes from a wide range of of artists and and um, bands. And I think that we excuse me, we really didn't sit down and say, oh, we got to sound like this. Because when I was writing a lot of these songs, I was listening to predominantly the Clash, and I, I've told a few people that and. Obviously, it doesn't really bleed through in the record, but um, I think I don't know attitude-wise or, or some some form of their spirit was you know I was trying to let, let them imbue that into me while writing and and, and recording and um, so yeah I, I think it, it it's really derivative of like of me really enjoying pop arrangements and pop songs and being able to to kind of go all over the place like i only want to talk to you for for us was was kind of like a a throwback to the the 90s and and trying to like do something that the verve was doing or um you know and then kind of going all over the place it's I don't know. For us, it was like it it wasn't one specific thing. We knew what we wanted to kind of do as far as a blueprint was concerned, but we weren't necessarily, um, you know, stuck at all. Oh man, that's so awesome! I, I mean, uh, taking songs like um, "Do You Remember," like the other half, twenty-three. Um, where, where do songs like that come from? Because that was—I love that song in particular because it kind of comes around halfway through, and it just kind of that riff just kind of comes in. Your your hooks just come in, just like knock you for six. I'm just like, whoa, you know? How? Where did <laughs> where did uh, where, did, uh, where did that song come from? I appreciate it. Um, yeah, man, I, this setup was a little bit different as far as me approaching writing songs. Um, this was the first time I really, uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to cuss. Oh, you can cuss. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, it's the first time I really fucked around with Pro Tools. Um, so it was kind of a, a, a learning experience uh, as well as, you know, songwriting at the same time. So, sorry, I'm looking on my computer to see if I can play. Well, I don't know how great it would sound. Oh, go for it. Let me see if... Uh, <laughs> Here, let's see if this. Amazing. I don't know if you can hear this, yeah, but can it'll hear start it. going. Oh, yeah. So that's the original groove. Yeah, 
and obviously we went and yeah so it it started that way and we knew we had a foundation of something that we kind of dug and we can kind of groove to so uh, I think that's one of my favorite leads that that uh, Jared has come up with and that we've come up with together and um, yeah I think it it does a good job of of breaking up the album uh, into two pieces so that it's not um, you know, it doesn't drag and it doesn't uh, kind of hit a lull and, and kind of ramps you back up into the second half of the record. Definitely. No, no th- yeah, thank you for playing that as well. That was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's just like... <laughs> 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 it actually sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Because <laughs> um, yeah, cause as well, it, it, it's a really fun album as well. Like, uh, we've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but like, it's, um, you know, there, is a, there are a lot of tunes on there where, you know, you, you know that are, have a real summery vibe and it's just like such an enjoyable, fun listen as well as the album having a lot of gravitas and, be, and being quite deep. Um, was it important to kind of make sure that element was very much in there absolutely i think um we felt kind of a a shift in in everything once we put out american candy um and and we kind of wanted to just ramp off that and and just kind of really bring that into um whatever was next so we obviously dressed everything up differently and 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 sat down and and made a plan to make a different album um, but we, we certainly took parts of, um, of feelings that we, we felt, um, and, and kind of breathed those into, uh, into what we were doing. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to make just like, um, completely somber records anymore. After we made Forever Halloween, I just, um, it just uh, it's it doesn't work for for us. It doesn't work for me. It just it just feels like uh, people ask too many questions. Like how are you doing all the time? It's like <laughs> just I'm I'm doing like the, uh, doing the best I can. That's how I'm doing. And it's like I think that um, at the end of the day we're 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 a, we're a rock band, but um, it's in disguise. I think that we're a pop band and, and I'm cool with that. And it's, it's taken me a while to, to really kind of accept it, but there's no reason I should run from it because it's what I dig and and it's what it's, it's who we are. You know, we're writing and not pop in the sense of, of like, you know, toothpaste commercials, but we're, we're writing, you know, um, hopefully we're writing tunes and, and melodies that, that people can sing along to and and it's certainly not uh math rock it's certainly not like uh sci-fi rock or whatever you know pink floyd was <laughs> it's like it's it's pretty uh it's pretty straightforward stuff so yeah it should be fun man and it is fun and that's that's really important because when it stops being fun that's when i'm out so um i hope it stays fun forever yeah, man, no, I'm sure it will. Like, uh, going on that point as well, then, do you think uh, Lovely Little Lonely is kind of, I guess, the the, the perfect representation of, of what you've always wanted to do with the band? Yeah, I, I really do think so. And, and obviously, again, with the bias in mind, I, I, I understand, you know, but I do. Uh, I, I think that American Candy, for me, was was like... I think that it was like our first record. Um, you know, you you have all this time to write it, and and um, it, that to me is like an introductory sound for us. And I think that with Love of the Lonely, we took um, the good and the bad, uh, not only from American Candy, but from every album that we've done, and um, we really tried to to create a focused. Um, effort and and to put forward some sort of like concise energy that that really in my obviously in my completely 100 percent biased opinion (laughs) um there is no fat on the record and there's no gristle there's no like excess and i was really hard on myself and we were really hard on ourselves um you know, saying goodbye to songs and, and to saying, saying goodbye to, to pieces, um, that we were really fond of, um, but just kind of knew that 
that they wouldn't um, they wouldn't do for the album what we what we really needed them to. So um, this to this to me is is kind of yeah it, it's the perfect uh, uh, kind of depiction of where we are as a band in our headspace and and our sound um, as a dynamic and. Um, I'm already itching to to start writing for for whatever's next. So oh, no way. It's, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it gets boring just sitting around, <laughs> man. <laughs> cool. So does that mean that um, obviously you know very very early days, but um, does that mean there might be you know the next album might come sooner rather than later? Do you think? I I don't know to be honest, but I know that. Um, Based off the past two, we we operate especially because we're doing it all independently. It's it's really important to have some general idea of what um, we're going to be doing as early as we can. So, you know, I'm already like toying around with with album titles and and um, concepts as far as how I want it to be released and stuff like that. So it's, I know it's so early and we're, we're still only months, like you said, months out from, from the release of what we just did. So, uh, but it's really important, you know, especially if you want things, um, to, to run as closely to your vision as possible, you know, not having a ton of other people's help or their money, it's uh it's it's all on us so uh the process starts a little bit earlier but uh hopefully it 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 means that it's uh you know the vision is carried through a little bit stronger so cool man um so i guess just to finish up then i've just uh, i promised myself i'd ask you this just while i had you on the phone um your covers eps um i absolutely i absolutely love um your cover of still my sunshine with derek from uh, mayday parade is just like i've i haven't stopped listening to it literally since it came out might there be more of that in the future as well you know what i i think uh covering songs is such a great way of of sharpening skills i think um from from so many different angles you know uh from a lyricist standpoint to uh song arrangement to you know even tones and stuff like that i think for us it's always really imperative that we don't obviously stick to a hundred percent the the script when it comes to covering a song because I always felt like um, it's important to still be able to hear whoever's covering the song when when they do so. Um, and obviously we don't want to do it injustice, but um, we feel like they're really fun. It's, it's almost just like if you were to have written the song, how would you have done it? And, and that for us, um, again, opens up a lot of doors and... and uh, illuminates a lot of things that we, we couldn't see before. So certainly, uh, I don't know to what extent, and I don't know, you know, from what era we're going to be covering songs <laughs> from, but we're definitely going to do more stuff like that. And, and, um, again, it's because people give us the opportunity and, and because we don't have a fucking label on our back to, to dictate every move. It's, it's, it's great to move freely and, and, and kind of untamed at this point. So, um, yeah, man, we're, we're just really excited about what's going on. Awesome. So, yeah, such a good chat. My favorite bit of that chat was him saying uh, we're a pop band uh, in disguise. Just so, so good. It kind of shows that you don't have to be one thing in this day and age to be a great band. Uh, Jack, what are you saying? I, one of my favorite things that John said there was right at the start, which was where... He was saying how much they put into the actual record where we're in a time where people just listen to singles. I just loved his care and consideration of like each element that they put into this album. And even though in his head, he knows that maybe people aren't going to digest it in the way that he wants to. But at the same time, like in saying, I'm really glad that people actually enjoy the album. I think it like, it's so good. It's grown on me like a rash. <laughs> like, 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 like a brilliantly catchy, like, danceable rash. Amazing, yeah. Um, and as well, I also love that he played you the demos. Like, oh, that phone, was so sick. Which is yeah. just brilliant. Like, 
a man who is so in love with his music yeah, that yeah. he wants to show you the bare bones of what they created, which I think is brilliant, and it just reflects his character really well. Oh, that's what it's all about. When he was like, oh, hang on, I'm just uh, I'm just getting this yeah, demo. I was, was like, fumbling. yes. It's yeah, when yeah. he was fumbling. Give it to me. <laughs> like, just fumbling around. Just, just, just wait a minute, just wait a minute. I'm, I'm just working it out. But it's, it's just like that passion and that belief in what you're making. That yeah. he's, he's not just going through the motions. Yeah. And, and as well, that being in a position where he says the thirst to write never goes away that like he's already even though the album's only a few months old already working on already the getting step. cracking i yeah. know like straight away like some bands get like they sit back and put the kettle on for four years and he's just like i don't want to sit down i just want to keep playing shows i just want to keep making the main and i think like it's it's a credit to their independence as well like, yeah that's what it's all about band and not being on anyone's chain and doing it yourself. Yeah, and he, he was clearly so happy about that as well. Oh, yeah, like, he's he's so... Like, he's always been a very optimistic man and a very, like, larger-than-life character. But to see him like that without having any shackles around him as well, is it's, like, it's an absolute pleasure. Amazing. Tam's in? Yeah, I mean, my, my favourite thing about the whole interview was... I feel, I feel like... Lovely Little Lonely is very much the sound of a band that have finally found their sound. Like, as he said, he was like, I'm so done with making somber records now. Like, we, you know, we are a pop band in disguise. Like, and I, I, and I think that shows in the new album as well. Like, the, it definitely is a band that are just like, yeah, you know what, this is what we're meant to do. And my favourite thing he said in that interview is, I hope it stays fun forever. Yeah. And I think that that... Although it's a really simple sentence, it means so much to the main and probably so many other bands out there because as soon as it stops being fun, that's it. You give up. Mm. Um, and I, f I feel like the way he was talking about the new album and the new music that he's writing and stuff, he was just like, it kind of like gave him a big boost and he was like, we've made this album and they felt that shift with American Candy and it really and it took this album to really like knock it on the head that they're like, yeah, you know what? We found it. We found what we want to do. This is what we believe in. This is what's fun. This is what's fun to play live yeah. as well. Um, and I I love that album as well. Like it's such a summery, fun pop rock record. Like there's there's not many faults about it. Um, and like, yeah, he's just he's just such a cool guy. Isn't he? he is like he the, really is. He's so honest as well. Like I really believed him when he was saying all those things. Like you could tell how much he just loves what his band are doing. You know, and the fact is testament the fact that Lovely Little Lonely's actually popped up in other chats we've had in the podcast. Like yeah. with confidence in our pilot episodes, absolutely love it. Like they were saying it's going to be influenced for their new album. Yeah. I mean, like. For him to be in a position like, because the main, they're not a new band by any stretch. No. They've been like, they've seen how this scene has changed, like from like the late noughties in 2007, 2008, and it like the pop punk renaissance in like the last few years. And they're seeing the scene changing now, and they've just stayed so consistent with it and just like done their own thing. When so many bands will just fall off that horse and like like not feel like they fit in anymore but the main have just stuck it out and gone well why would we want to fit in yeah and just continue that and now that like they're reaping the benefits of like sticking around and producing music which is like getting the attention of people who probably wouldn't have noticed it before like it's just it's just exciting, really, isn't it? It's, uh, it's very yeah. exciting. Amazing stuff. If you ever want to feel good about yourself as well, go and follow John on Twitter. <laughs> the guy's a sage. He, he just, like, puts out little inspirational quotes, like, <laughs> every day, and it just makes me feel a little, little bit warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. Um, yeah, they stand in a field of one. Uh, we'll have a review of their show at the Coco in London next month, so look forward to that. Awesome. So, our shouts. Uh, we're going to tie it in with, uh, with what we've just talked about with the main. So, we're going to talk about our favourite rock cover this week. Uh, we've got our um, RS Covers playlist uh, online at the moment. I thought it would be a really nice opportunity to kind of give our little personal recommendations. Um, so, I'm going to give this out to Tamsin first. What's yours? I'm going to go with my all-time all favourite, even, um, A Day to Remember, the since you've been gone. Banger. I feel like that's just kind of like a classic from that era. When I remember, when, I still remember when they put it out and I heard it and I was just like, holy shit. Because <laughs> um, I don't remember one of my favourite bands and that Kelly Clarkson song is just like the biggest banger of them all. Um, so yeah, total, I love it so much. And every time it comes on in like a rock club or something, I just lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even all, after all this time, just everyone does, doesn't it? It's like yeah. a moment of the night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, Jack. Yes. 
Mine's a little left field, um, just in terms of that it's a very seasonal one. <laughs> okay. Um, in terms of it's August Burns Red doing Carol of the Bells. Oh. <laughs> that is really good, to be fair. That is a really good cover. It's amazing. Um, because, like, if you didn't know, August Burns Red did a full uh, Christmas album of, like, metalcore versions of Frosty the Snowman <laughs> yeah. and, like, Jingle Bells and stuff. But, like, this cover of Carol of the Bells, like, Carol of the Bells is an epic song to begin with. Like, it's one of the best Christmas ones. But then they put breakdowns in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, make, like, what's better than Metalcore Christmas? I, to be, I, rem- I remember a few years ago, I made a playlist of all, like, rock bands doing Christmas covers. Yeah. And whilst I was putting the Christmas tree up, I put it on, like, full volume, like, really getting in the spirit. And my mum walked in and was just like, what yeah. the hell is going on? I mean, it's, it just works because, you know, when you're a kid as well, and you're like, oh, God, I'm done with Slade and that. Like, when you, when you go, oh, there's a metal band doing Christmas. This is like my alternative Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, yeah, like, August Burns Red are a brilliant band to begin with, but for them not to take themselves so seriously, but make something so brilliant, yet so tongue-in-cheek, like, yeah, perfect song. Incredible. That completely threw me. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mentioned it in the chat with John, but I'm going with the mains cover of uh, 90s hit uh, by Len, Steal My Sunshine. I knew you were going to say uh, that. I just can't get enough of it. They released this covers EP at the end of 2015. And it just honestly, since I, it's just a regular fixture in my playlists, like onwards since then. Um, is it like when? Is it one of those songs that you listen to when you walk down the street and you're like, "Oh yeah, everything in life oh, is yeah. great." Oh yeah, it's a waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's, if I remember right, it does have Derek from Mayday Parade. Yeah, right, about to say, well, yeah, Derek from which, Mayday Parade. Yeah. Oh man, doing the second verse, absolutely incredible. And uh, to tie it all in as well, it's got a really weird but brilliant video of them getting sun creamed by a pool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, so, I've got various images in my head right now. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, but yeah, as I say, if you like, all these 90s influences are coming through in bands at the moment, and that song is, a, is absolutely, it's a classic, it's a total banger. So if you like that mixed with the main's sense of fun and kind of playing around with songs, you've got to check this out. So the main Mayday Parade, 90s hits, get involved. Awesome. So, um... Yeah, we're coming to an end already. This has gone so Again. fast. This is literally, I swear it goes quicker and quicker and quicker every week. It actually does, yeah. Like, we've been here five minutes. We like, really have. And well should we do it again like next week maybe? I think we should do it again Tamsin yeah go on then <laughs> well uh, before we go uh, shop.rocksound.tv the neck deep bundles as I say are very much still on sale uh, but they will sell out so get involved the ultimate bundles are gone but you can still get the peace bundle you can still get the panic bundle so get involved get a key ring get a vinyl sticker get the hand signed print of the band get the exclusive drawstring rucksack designed by Phil from the band get involved they're really really great so uh don't miss out on these as i say you've got maybe like a week and a half left to get them so snap them up you won't be disappointed we've also got a playlist that have gone live as well we mentioned uh covers players we've got rs classics emo i say we mentioned our favorite last week pop sound pop bangers uh breaking bands if you want new bands we delve back a bit with new metal mosh pop punk post hardcore we've literally catered to every musical need so uh get involved let us know what your favorite players are we're on spotify at rock sound get involved and talk to us at uh, rock sound on twitter uh rock sound on instagram rock sound on facebook just let us know honestly we want to we want to want to create a discussion so chat to us about all your favorite tunes all your favorite bangers all your favorite bands uh we've also got our scuzz tv show which is on daily which is a, a kind of really cool accompaniment to the current magazine so if you want to kind of read along while watching uh we've got videos from uh, most of the bands in the current mag uh, with bits of information um, bits of stuff tying into the features from the magazine so if you want to learn about these bands that you might be a huge fan of already or you're just getting into check that out super super cool shop.rocksound.tv get involved let us know you're getting involved and talk to us guys it's been incredible it's been a time hasn't it it's it has been, been a time. lovely time it has been a very yeah. lovely time yeah I've nothing else to say on it like, <laughs> I, I, just, I just really love being able to sit here and talk about music and nonsense it is really nice it's it's nice to just talk about our favorite music like the fans that we are 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, subscribe. Uh, let us know your favourites. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been another incredible week. Next week we are going to be talking to Rob Damiani from Wandon Broco. Uh, <laughs> Legend. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, again, revealing secrets all about a band's new album about uh, causing chaos on their US tour earlier this year with against the current state champs and with confidence in uh, the Wall of Death for Pretty and what to expect of things like Ali Pali. So super super cool. Get pumped for that. We're also going to be talking to you've asked for him. Mr. Patty Walters from As It Is. Woo! So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jack is swooning right now. So, uh, yeah, you've asked for him. He's coming. So, uh, yeah, cannot wait. Guys, it's been emotional. Subscribe, get involved. I'll see you next week. Eight days a week, sucker. Eight days a week. <laughs> that's, sorry, that's completely thrown me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>